1: there's a lot of personal obviously feelings um i don't think there's really a week to discuss it though so you know i'm just gonna do the best i can do as quarterback of the team and um try to put together a great week finish strong um i mean you just always deal with different things over the course of the season that's what we're doing this week i think you'd always like to
2: target you know you want to get everybody involved obviously and i think you know the receiver position is there's always uh You know, it's, there are long ways from the football, you know, when you stand out there. So as a quarterback, you just, you honestly do the best you could do. You know, you try to read the coverage and try to find the open guy and you realize that guys are going to be open. And unfortunately you don't get it sometimes. And other times, you know, you make bad reads and you make
1: bad throws. And it's part of playing football, playing quarterback.
3: Tom is actually my friend, one of my close friends. But, you know, like, like Bob was saying, what are you saying? I work at McDonald's. You see what i'm saying some people have a different definition of friend because when i say you i'm your friend that mean i got your back that mean to me though that's what a friend means. but a friend is not like that in, you know in this world and how we live in and you know we play professional sports like not everybody in sports is gonna be your friend tom brady's my friend why because i'm a good football player he need me to play football right these guys called me to win the Super Bowl, not for the toilet bowl. They didn't say, A.B., we having problems with the toilet over here in Tampa. You think you could uh, flush the down and help us out? No, they called me and said, hey, A.B., we need you to win the Super Bowl because Tom Brady saw me come to uh, the Pats and run through those guys. Tom can't do nothing by himself. He got to play on a team. This is a football game.
2: Look, man, I said earlier this week that Tom Brady put his arm around Antonio Brown because of Antonio Brown's hands. So he's not wrong. But I guess my question would be, Michael, is what more... You have a question? You have a question. (laughs) What more does Antonio Brown need from his friend Tom Brady? Because, listen, and Antonio Brown's gifted, and make no mistake about it, he's gotten chance after chance... Because of how talented he is, it speaks to how gifted he is. But you you know better than me, and, I'm, I, and I'll, I'll give yeah. it to you momentarily. You know better than better than yeah, me. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. Would Just Antonio take, Brown take, take, have take been your time. Would Antonio Brown take your have time. been a patriot? Would Antonio Brown have been a patriot if not for Tom Brady advocating for him to be a patriot? We know that Antonio Brown would not have been a buck if not for Tom Brady bringing him into Tampa. And if I'm not mistaken, Antonio Brown can call himself a Super Bowl champion because Tom Brady brought him to Tampa. So, you know, this is a dangerous place I'm going, trying to get into the mind of Antonio Brown, and we heard some of it. That's only a snippet of, of, of what he had to say on the full Send podcast earlier today. But I guess I'm just wondering, like... what else is Tom Brady supposed to do you know is he upset because Tom Brady the general manager as Antonio Brown called him and as everybody knows Tom Brady to be with all due respect to Jason Light he's an extension of the front office we all know that but does he expect Tom Brady to guarantee his incentives I I, I guess I just what, what else Tom Brady has been as much of a friend to Antonio Brown as he possibly can in fact going so far as to call for all of us both on Sunday and Monday to have compassion for Antonio Brown. So I I just don't know that friendships have limits. How much farther is is Tom Brady supposed to go on behalf of Antonio Brown at this point? I'm assuming you're laughing. I'm assuming you're laughing. I know why you're laughing. I know why you're laughing. You're laughing laughing because I'm probably taking it a lot more seriously than you are. I'm trying to make sense out of nonsense. I mean, I mean, like. On the on on this theme of friendship, I would say Tom Brady. and I believe, Michael, you had it in your feed earlier this week. Get you a friend like Tom Brady, like Tom Brady has been, right? Quite a friend of Antonio Brown, professionally speaking. And while Antonio Brown is right, what more does he expect? Every friendship has limits.
4: All right, Mike. We talking. We were talking about this earlier. I love how many things you and I have in common, lots of things. We have things in common that we don't even talk about that much. Everybody knows that, that, that we met at the uh, Boston Globe, but well, they should know. We met at the Boston Globe uh, way back in 1999. Uh, I was supposed to be a mentor. We wound up hanging out. Uh, you know my wife, I know your wife. I introduced you to your wife, kind of, sort of. Um, your kids my kids like you know we, we got we got a lot of things in common but one of the things we have in common we don't talk about much is that your grandfather and and my grandfather both preachers and so um we and it preachers like real preachers like when i went to catholic school mike uh the preachers had something called a homily so mm-hmm. this is like a little short little inspirational message and 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 my school father hilkert went more than five or six minutes on this homily we'd be like What's up, Father? I mean, you're getting a little long-winded there, five, six minutes. But when your grandfather preached and my grandfather preached, uh, you better strap in, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like an hour, Make hour, 15 minutes. You were in church all day. So I say all that, to say, uh, growing up, there was something called testimony. Testimony. You give your testimony. Giving honor to God. I just want you know, you to... You tell your whole story right there in your testimony service. So my testimony... Today is Mike, you know, seven years ago, I rededicated my life to the Lord seven years ago. So I stopped doing some of the things that I, you know, I was doing before I I stopped cussing. Uh, Number one, I tried to, but Antonio Brown makes me want to do it some more. Like I, and I don't want anybody to think that if you stop, if you, if you live a Christian lifestyle that you don't necessarily want to do the things you did before, I want to, I want to cuss so bad. (laughs) <laughs> talking about Antonio Brown. I, I, like, well, I, I've been they, doing it for they, you
2: all week. I, I've, I've, I've done it for you all week long. So don't worry. It's been expressed. They're, they're, they're trying behalf. to,
4: all of them, <laughs> the big ones, the big, not, not the little, little sorry cusses, like the big ones, like the multi-syllabic ones are just trying to jump off my tongue. But I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm holding them back. You are absolutely right. Antonio Brown has been fired. Let's look at it this way in terms of employment. He's been fired four times in three years. He's been fired four times in three years. Uh, the Steelers essentially fired him. You, you know, we're, we're done. Steelers, the Raiders, he asked for it, but okay, they were ready for it. The Patriots, and now the Buccaneers. In two of those four situations, you know, you think about uh, in two of those four situations, Tom Brady was involved. He did not want the Patriots to release Antonio Brown. And when he got to the Buccaneers, he didn't want to be without Antonio Brown, and he convinced the Buccaneers to sign him. They signed. He lived him. in
2: his house. Did he not?
4: Right. He did. Did he live under it his lived roof lived at one point? It, yes. Lived in his house. Hey, you live with me in New England. Nice crib. <laughs> nice crib. Okay. So it's not like, you know, living in a house and he, uh, a, a B's up again. He must have insomnia. No, it was like a little guest house, and it's a great campus, sprawling place. It was on the market for like, I didn't put a bid on it. Uh, it was $34 million, something like that. It was a little, I felt like it was a little overpriced. Uh, I was interested, but not that interested. So $34 million, Tom Brady put his Boston, mar- uh, Boston house on the market. Anyway, there's a lot of room there. Live with them when he was in New England. Got him to Tampa. I'm sure he convinced them to re-sign him when they didn't want to, and on the day at another his lowest chance. moment where everybody yeah, after, else after is saying... After the
2: vac- the, the it, it, vaccination yeah, suspension, yes. Yeah, after the, or the, va- the fraudulent vaccine that. card. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I oh, was yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. I had oh, fast forwarded. About Sunday. Oh, right, yeah. Sunday. Because we, we know he doesn't come back off the fake vaccination card if Tom Brady doesn't stand on the table for him again, right? So, that's right. So, Brady
4: is on his side with the uh, fake vaccination card. Brady on Sunday, while everybody else is saying, okay, nah. Right. Brady is right. saying, let's have some compassion yes. for Antonio Brown. But yes. this is, it's, 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 it's really, it's really what I've been saying. Now Tom Brady is figuring out what everybody else did. That's why I said earlier, Mike, and you disagree with me. I said, you know, Tom Brady is almost taking this approach. It's, and, and he's not the only one. Like a lot of coaches do this. A lot of GMs do this. Let me have a lot of teachers do it. You give him a bad student. <laughs> let me get him. I
2: didn't disagree. Bring I didn't disagree my, with that. Bring him, him to my classroom. I said he tried to turn him well, into a housewife. <laughs> I've said well, this several yeah, times. <laughs> I didn't disagree. I didn't uh, disagree with you. <laughs> but I but I thought it was like Brady
4: was almost, it's almost like he's saying, you know, those other people, they're not me.
2: Where they, where, where they, know, they failed, had, I will succeed.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, Mike Tomlin. Uh, no, you you ain't got the answer like I do, and the Raiders, and yeah, you, know, you ain't got you the answer. No, no, I don't, like don't I think do. it's
2: that. I don't. I don't think it's that. I think Brady felt like no. Uh, this I will disagree with. It's not that there was some kind of. Well, I have the magic touch where you don't. I think it's. It, it that's part of it. That's part of it. But I think it's more. Antonio Brown's so good. He's so good that yeah. he can get. He can help me get where I want to go. And not just that. I'm Tom Brady, and I'm running this operation, and one monkey don't stop no show. Because here's the thing, Tom Brady. The word blame has been assigned to Tom Brady through all this. Like, be blamed, blame Tom Brady. Like, you know, I saw the headline. You know, but Antonio Brown is Brady's failure. Yeah, I missed the part where they lost to the Jets. I saw him throwing the Cyril Grayson for the game-winning touchdown. Like, nothing right, will right, stop right. Tom Brady's focus. So even right now, Tom Brady is like, I'm moving on, dude. I gotta go. You know what it reminds me? You know, and I, listen, I hear what Antonio Brown is saying, but every relationship, everyone is one of convenience. Everybody has limits. Even the deepest friendships yeah. through thick and thin. Right. Well, how thin are we talking right. about? Michael, there's only so far I can compromise your livelihood and your family before we ain't friends. Remind, right. You know, we right. can't go. We can't go and show. We cannot go and show without quoting Training Day. You know, right. J- Jake is in the car telling telling Alonzo that man was your friend. Why? Because he knows my first name. <laughs> 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 that, that's, that's the this, that's the game, and I'm playing him. So Tom Brady is your friend because you're really oh, good at football. Knew. At the moment you compromise Tom Brady's pursuit of another championship, Tom Brady got to move on. So you can sit up here and do your whole yeah, but, 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 but talk talking about friends, how many of us have them. Friends, the one you can't depend on. Tom Brady on, okay. stuck his neck out enough for Antonio Brown until Antonio, not even Tom Brady could save Antonio Brown from what went down on Sunday and what's going down this week.
4: Yeah, I thought you were going to keep going. Friends is a word we use <laughs> every day. <laughs> but you know, um, but I think Tom Brady is willing to do something a little different though. Because uh, I agree with that, at, at some point the Buccaneers bring in Antonio Brown, whether it's the, the general manager, the head coach, the quarterback. They bring in Antonio Brown, and they expect performance. I don't know what he expects. If they, they're paying you, what are they paying you for? So this is like he's saying, "Oh, they didn't bring you, they bring me in to win the Toilet Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. Yes, they brought you and in they won the Super Bowl. So and they won it. But you've got it, But your what's your role in that? He played great in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. But he played it, like you. You are there to perform and once you start performing outside of the script, OK, and you start doing things that are a little different and you don't want to you're you're sitting there and the coach thinks you're available and you don't go into the game. What do you what do you what do you expect to happen? It's almost like Antonio Brown. He has his whole life in his head of how things are supposed to go but it doesn't match up with the life that's in front of him. I don't know how he expects people one to read his mind or two not to look at him at what he claims to be. So he has come dressed up as a NFL wide receiver just because I'm dressed this way. Don't no yeah, you're dressed like an NFL wide receiver. So we and you're and you're there on the bench, we expect you to go into the game. If you don't if if you're not available to go into the game. You know what he should have done? He should have just stayed in that locker room at halftime. If he's upset, uh, if the story Bruce Arians tells is they got him calmed down at halftime because he, he didn't mm. like his targets. So if mm. you don't like your targets and mm. you're feeling some kind of way about right. your injury, just stay in the get locker treatment. room. And or, or, or get treatment or something, yeah. And then you're fine. Then you're fine because you know what? You you win. You win both yeah. ways. It's like, yeah. hey, what? See, this is, this is what people like Tom Brady, this is why Tom Brady is a better friend than, than Antonio Brown even realizes. A real friend tells you this. A, and, and, and Brady was always trying to keep Antonio Brown from this explosive situation. So if Brady had been paying attention and he knew Antonio Brown was on the verge of this, Brady would have told him something like I, 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 Trust me, would have told him something like this. You feel like you're hurt and you feel like the coaching staff is not really hearing you. This is what you should do. Stay in a locker room, get treatment, and stay on the team. Even if you don't respect them, and get their money,
2: yeah, yeah,
4: you're still getting paid. If he had done that, he'd still be
2: employed. Yeah, and then, no, and we they, didn't have now, all now, the now, now now it's, <laughs> Look, now is your turn trying to not not hear you out here trying to uh, make sense uh, out of nonsense. Look, man, it's the, it, if not, if we learned or were reminded of nothing else this week, it's that physically or mentally. When you can't perform anymore, they're going to discard you. This entire NFL meat grinder machine will cut you loose and and discard you when it's all said and done. But speaking of life, look, Tom Brady's 44 years old. He ain't too old to learn a lesson. And you just got to be careful who you run with. Ben Roethlisberger's seen this movie before. I guess what would this situation be if on the way out, Antonio Brown didn't take shots uh, you know, at his quarterback. But, you know, I, this was... It just feels like it comes back down to money. Antonio Brown right now is pissed off because he, he he's not getting his money. And I think he probably... He seems like he expected Brady to have his back in that regard. But every... Look, man, better or worse, how much worse are we talking? Um, let's bring in Brandon Newman, our social media manager, um, who's uh, got some comments from the people This is the story that does not stop. And there's more to it that we'll get to momentarily. But let's just focus here on this subject of of Brady and how much blame. And again, Brandon, like I told Michael, it's hard to say how much blame does Brady deserve when what is the downside? That's the other part. This was a high reward, low risk move because Antonio Brown is not compromising Tom Brady. We know Brady's focused and we know he's going to keep that Mm -hmm. locker room focused. Not to mention the phrase his favorite receiver is the open receiver open. originated with Tom Brady. So Tom Brady right. is, is okay. He going to be all right, and so will the bucks. So Brandon, right. uh, take it from here. What are the people saying? And what do you think about this? Uh, this matter of, of, of Brown versus Brady, uh, which we're focusing on as a result of this, uh, full send podcast interview. Listen, the people are polarized. They're on opposite sides of the fence, like Tom Brady
5: and Antonio Brown is. Tom Brady is beyond reproach, reproach, if you will. And Antonio Brown can always be there for blame. So people are caping up for for Tom Brady. He's one of the greatest guys, best friends on the planet. Uh, This guy said uh, he personally inspires him. (laughs) I, I call him Teflon Tom because he's such a good friend that he'll lie for you. He'll lie for you. He li- he went out there and brought up his uh, mental illness and brought up Simone Biles and Calvin Ridley. Those people who spoke out loud about their own mental illness—that's the big difference. Talked about their own mental illness and 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 the, and Antonio Brown. What, what you what's up, what's up,
2: Michael Smith? Well, finish your statement. I'll respond. But finish your statement. Yeah, go, okay. ahead. go ahead.
5: All I'm saying. All I'm saying is, Tom Brady is the ultimate. PR move. This guy calls him Machiavellian and how he how he uh, moves around. Obviously, he didn't want to break up the locker room. Obviously, yeah. some guys were probably like like the comment section. Some guys on the Bucks
2: were pulling for Antonio Brown. And yeah, but ain't, were like, but ain't nobody going, going against here. Tom Brady. Yeah, but ain't nobody going against Brady. This ain't this ain't T.O. Donovan McNabb. Nobody's pulling for Brown at the expense of Tom Brady. But keep going. No, but the thing that we're missing here is the fact that Tom Brady, as this commenter,
5: commenter said, would sell his soul for another Super Bowl. Yes. And yeah. Antonio Brown is a grenade who walks around, and obviously when he blows up, somebody's got to get hit, and it's just a matter of time for Tom Brady uh, got hit by the aftershock, and everyone. And Antonio Brown put out
2: the fact that. But you that, just said it. But he Teflon. He so Teflon. It's not. Yeah. So even though the, even though it blew up in their faces. It's not like the organization is crumbling as a result of it. The reason I responded to what you said about the issue, and you're not the only one who said this, and even Michael said this earlier in the week, Brandon, uh, It's like you didn't like that Brady invoked Simone Biles um, and uh, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Just because they gave voice to it, all that means, or Naomi Osaka for that matter, all that means is that they're farther along in their journey just because Antonio Brown is not mature enough or self-aware enough or maybe he hasn't sought the help that everybody presumes he needs doesn't mean it's not an issue we're so focused on the circumstances of the circus over this past week that it could be that all the issues that that, that, that that we're talking about the money, the ankle, who said what, whatever gesture all those things are exacerbated by Antonio Brown's Issues. I'm not diagnosing him. I'm using this as a for instance, just as a for instance. Yeah, 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 if Antonio, if yeah. Antonio Brown is bipolar, then Antonio Brown's eggs being, you know, over easy instead of scrambled would have set him off. And who knows that better than Tom Brady, who literally lived with him? Well, okay. Let's
5: go to that live with him thing. Let's get let's get something right. Tom Brady lives in a compound. I don't know if many commenters have been in multi million dollar homes. Oh, he li- uh, Michael Holly spoke to. It. He probably lived in the guest house somewhere. And He also lived with them during the honeymoon period of their relationship. After he smelled yeah. his feet, yeah. uh, realized what he did with the dishes and all that stuff. I'm sure he's not welcoming <laughs> him back into his home yeah. uh, the way. So let's let's ease up on all the Tom Brady love when he really is just. Like a regular still,
6: human who no, no, is blinded no, 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 by no, no, his no, no, bottom
5: line. No.
6: He's blinded oh, by and his bottom line. It was to build
5: boss. the still. chemistry.
2: It was to build the chemistry, hey. but he still took him in. Still took him in. Come on, Brandon. Exactly. Exactly, Brandon. He was I trying got a to protect him from
5: himself at the beginning.
2: Still,
4: I got a bottom line, too. And I like to win, too. But at, at what point... Uh, do, do, am I am I inviting a colleague to live with me? Even if I got room, I, that, that's
2: an extraordinary move. Well, Even wait, if you got oh, wait, a nice oh, crib, oh, hey, you got a huge crib. Hey, hey, I can attest to that. Our relationship <laughs> yeah. started with me calling to ask if I could just crash temporarily on Michael Myers' hey, couch hey, as an intern. Up? Why are you bringing up that? Why, Why I'm bringing right? up old stuff? You because right you, right? because, I'm, like you're, because right. you're right. Not everybody That's lets fair. you in their space. And I'm still waiting for Michael Holly to call me back. Continue, Michael Holly. You were saying. I'm sorry. I just had to remind the people that you're speaking from a place of experience. Continue.
4: Hey, I was on vacation. I was on vacation. I ain't know you. Yeah, you know, it was. I was tired. Through. Yeah, you know, and you, you you did leave a kind of a rambling message too. It was a rambling message. Me like, ramble? Hey, me, me ramble? No, no, no. This was me
2: ramble. Never. This was
4: this was next level though. <laughs> this is next level. This is this was this was nineteen. This is nineteen year old Michael Smith rambling. So just imagine. Really? So
2: I'm. I, oh well. Uh, look, Brandon. No, Brandon. Looking up Brandon be looking at my phone calls like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I got forty. <laughs> hey, hey, by
4: the way. <laughs> By the way, Brandon, I saw that one. I saw the one. I, I'm going to let it slide because I know what they were doing. They said, hey, wouldn't Tom Brady know more than a sports columnist? I just want to let people know. Like, People need to know that you recognize the shade. Don't get caught up in the shade. Don't get caught up in the fight. They just need to know that you see what they're doing. I saw what you did there with the, oh, how would a sports columnist know? I'll say this. Tom Brady would know him better But Tom Brady is more partisan, more invested than we are. So he might know Antonio Brown better, but we've got a better chance of looking at it from 30,000 feet and calling it what it is without any kind of financial investment. I see what you did with your shady self. Not you, Brandon. Just a commenter. But we appreciate you. Oh, We appreciate you, Jamie. I see. No, he's,
5: he he's more invested so he's willing to take bigger risks and he's and
2: he's feeling the, the butt of it now. What Brady is speaking to though, forget about the shade, is that there's a larger ongoing conversation in our sports society happening around mental health and it takes on various forms. Not everybody is at a place to be able to, that Dak Prescott or anybody else to sit there and speak eloquently about it. The next time Antonio Brown right. speaks eloquently will be the first time I mean you know it can't be great at everything and so the bottom line is for to expect him to be Simone Biles, you know, and, and honestly, if anything, and then we go going to break, it speaks to how we view mental health in terms of football, yeah. in terms of yeah, men, yeah. in terms of black right. men, as opposed to other groups and other sports and other circumstances. This could be a, a multiple things at once. He could be being a jerk, a clown and have issues personal issues that he's struggling with and all Brady did was give life to that trying to be a friend but I guess but I guess I guess the problem is can, are, are we
4: allowed to rank them can we say he's a he's a jerk he's a jerk first and then mental health it if, might be down on if, the list and they everybody may, they, they might they, go they, hand
2: in hand they may go or, hand, or maybe, may go or hand maybe hand in not hand. or maybe not something sometimes people are just jerks what, if, just, what right. if it's a jerk? Right. What if that's it? Yeah, that really? could be it. That could be it. That's not the scientific diagnosis, but that could be it. you yeah. right. We got more We're on this coming hands. up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The
6: longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
2: Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: Well, my, my teammates, uh, OJ the Juice Man, OJ Howard, these guys come over like, "Ab, hey, don't do it, man. Don't do it. We need you. You're great. We love you, man. And who? But imagine your head coach, the guy that you talked to before the trip that you just told. Coach, I can't run for speed, man. My ankles. F-. He like, hey, man, we need you, man. We not. He put it in capital letters. We're not resting before the playoff. Yeah, I seen that. Listen, I got too sexy for the stadium, yeah, all right? The <laughs> said, well, that's all you had to say. The then. coach right. said, "Get the f- out of here." I'm like, yo, f- you guys too. I'm taking off your logo. I'm not wearing it f- no more. I threw it. Now imagine you hear sixty thousand people like, "Yeah, AB, <laughs> my fucking adrenaline got so high, I yeah. just got too sexy for my clothes." But yeah. I started giving the fans what they want. Like imagine you playing a game, football game. Imagine the guys you came to battle with, while you know your freaking ankles, your belly could run. And the guy that you think got your back, this your team. These the guys that you flew here with to do a mission. They knew about my situation before we even came. I communicated with the coach, the trainers. everyone know. But is that, and is they that... get there and be battling them. And the guy tell you, cause you can't go to war with them, get the fuck out of here. What do you want me to do? Sit there like, bro, I'm an alpha male. You say fuck me, yeah. I'm not gonna react, bro. Because it don't really matter what you say. Like You can't affect me. But like, if you like discriminate on my public image and my name is like, bro, at that point it's you too, bro. Professionally, sounds like they had an ulterior motive or something. Of course, yeah. bro. They're talking. They hate on me, bro. Like, why would you do a guy like that? Then hold on, you cut me in the press conference after the game. These guys know my injuries. These guys MRIs. They know what I got going on. But you know, maybe I make everything look too good, like you guys say. You guys worried about my shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone see what I does. They don't understand what the other side does. Exactly to make me get to that point you see what i'm saying yeah i, I mean i definitely would imagine you can't you know you felt super disrespectful mm-hmm. and the coach just tell you get the fuck out of here
0: kind of feels like the full send podcast the audience
3: I'm like fam right. how, where you want me to go fam i flew here with you to do a job like now they worrying about where what my ride bro i got a police escort. girl
2: <laughs> said where well, you want me to go <laughs> okay at this point i gotta i gotta i'm like you i gotta laugh now like i don't know are you are you tired of this yet? I, I think, no, no. I, you, well, I know there are a lot no, of people who are. I, I imagine a lot of people who are. And just when you think, okay, we're about to turn the page, he goes into this podcast, and um, I mean, I guess points were made, depending on your perspective. Um, just to recap, um, the and I didn't realize this yesterday. A couple of days ago, the Uber driver. Uh, well, a well, couple of things. Okay, we'll recap. We'll start here. So the Bucks and remember, I was calling for this all week. I was like, hey, you can't yeah. say, you know, we'll take the crazy until we can't take it anymore. Like, they knew what they were getting right. into. So I have been advocating all week long for the Bucks instead of just saying he's out of here, he's he, he's no longer a Buck, to assign him, give him a certain designation, non-football injury, whatever it needs to be, and... Don't just say he needs help or we hope he gets help. Get it to him. Give it to him. And and that's not to to say they hadn't been trying already. I'm sure they had. But don't just give up on him. No different than you would just cut somebody who got hurt in the game and he's immediately cut uh, on the spot. You know what I mean? You go through a certain process before you did. So anyway, reportedly, I think it's Ian Rappaport, Bucks did want him to seek mental help, okay, which is a topic we've been tossing around all, all week couple of days ago i didn't see this because i don't listen to pardon my take but apparently the uber driver in new york goes on pardon my take and he says antonio was pissed because they weren't throwing him the ball because he wasn't getting the ball which it comes back yeah. to he wasn't getting the ball so he wasn't getting his money it must be the money whatever they say it's not about the money it is about the money but who knew that the uber driver held the keys to this entire thing and last but not least, we have reached the point, Michael. This is this is something. This is something. Um, we have reached the point where everybody is trying to get some of this shine. Including an OnlyFans model, toilet-licking influencer uh, who Antonio Brown allegedly. You know what? what when do we get to the point where it's my responsibility to have to get through all this with a straight face? <laughs> yeah, all right, Why am I the right, person? Right, right. Why I gotta bring right, the ball right. up here? Anyway, yeah, uh, right. some woman named Ava Louise. He sneaks yeah, her yeah. into. He sneaks her into the hotel room in New Jersey, and basically says, "Wait, till, wait till you see what I'm gonna do tomorrow." This, that, and the other. My favorite line is when he when he messaged her and said, "Come get this bonus." Oh, the irony. <laughs> Come get this yeah, moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, comes hey. over to the hotel. so that and, and she sneaks into the hotel, which is, you know, obviously off limits. COVID protocols, players only section, gets her in. They do the damn thing, blah, blah, blah. Now she's yeah. out, you know, releasing pictures and releasing screen grabs and, right. you know, talking to the Daily Mail. Right. You know, like she's doing what she does, what, what an influencer does. Um, so, yeah, um, (laughs) this is, this is who my man is running with. Like, I mean, a minute ago, we talked about Tom Brady and being friends with Antonio Brown and the downside of being friends with Antonio Brown. Antonio got to choose his people more carefully, because why are you running with people that a lick toilets? Um, B... Right, let's we'll start there. Uh, that's gonna that's yeah. gonna put your business in the street on the back end. Hey. Like she, like she, like she not, now she trying to get some of this action. Oh, everybody talking about Antonio. Oh, well, guess guess where I was right. over the weekend? And then she puts out a COVID test today, saying, "Hey, Tampa, you might want to test your team because now she COVID positive." So I don't yeah. know, man. It's just uh, it's jumped Look, the shark if it hadn't already. <laughs> it, no, but it, no, it hasn't. But it hasn't. But it hasn't. Look, Mike no no the to- um, the toilet liquor is not the jumping of the shark we no, no we're talking about life we, <laughs> but, but wait there's more <laughs> y'all
4: think y'all think we're we talking about um Antonio Brown um oh, okay uh, uh, we gotta get to that in a second um we, you think we talking about Antonio Brown we talking about football we're talking about life and I will say this if you are dating someone, who licks toilets? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. okay. That, that's just that's probably not going in the direction you want it to go. Can you imagine? You know, you tell your you, you tell your people hey, who you dating, and, and they look her up, and that's the first that thing they dating.
2: dating. They ain't dating. They was just no. They were they, they just dating. hooked up. It, no, they don't call that date. No, that ain't, ain't, let, let. That, ain't no. that ain't a date. No, no, no that's not what they call we, that. We, like we've yeah. yeah. one
4: and done. Um,
0: but but okay,
4: yeah, I, I, I gotta get back to. Okay, and, and, and family, could you put that Nancy Armour headline back up again? The Nancy Armour headline uh, from USA Today. What are we talking about, really? Okay, how far? Okay, let me say it. Let me say it another way. Let me say it another wait,
2: way. Wait, what's your wait? What's, your, and, what's and your make, issue with the headline? Because I because I read enough. the article.
4: Okay, well, the, the he- okay, the, what I, I did the not point the of the article. article.
2: The po- okay, right. The headline doesn't represent the article. I don't want to get t- I don't okay, wanna good. Waste too much time okay. on this because I don't think I don't think you okay, know good. what the article says. The article says everybody deserves blame and she's sick of all of them. Everybody deserves blame. Antonio, the Bucks, Arians. She's just sick of the whole story. So I, okay. so I don't know if the unsympathetic word was a trigger for you, but that's what that means. So yeah, I, don't I, know if I, you, think, that I think this changes is tr- your opinion or, or what.
4: I think I'm learning something about myself. Okay. I I think I've learned something about myself during this process, and I just, I just like, I just, I just look for production. I look for production, and I don't do well with excuses. I don't do well with excuses. And another way of saying, okay, that's that's a harsh way of saying it. And in a lot of ways, I need help. In some ways, I'm gonna diagnose myself. I need help sometimes with root causes. So if it's an excuse and you want to go to the root cause, sometimes depending on the topic, sometimes I have a really hard time hearing that. So let me say it another way. If I look at every athlete in the NFL who doesn't do what he's supposed to do and you come back and say, well, what about mental health? Then what am I supposed to do with that? And especially, especially the position that you're in, that you're running a business. And people don't know this. You're running a business away from brother from another. You're, you're, you're a business owner. You're a boss, right? Mm-hmm. So as a boss, what are you supposed to do with that? After a while, if somebody says mental health, I've got all the, I've got structures in place I'm telling you that I am, I'm sensitive to it. I'm open to it. And that if you seek help, I am here to provide it. And if you are here to communicate sure. with me, I will try to give you everything that you need. But what, I, what okay. I really have a hard time with is seeing a bunch of bad behavior. And then when I try to call it out and I try to hold people accountable, hearing about mental right. health, that's really difficult for me. It's difficult. And maybe it should And it,
2: shouldn't and, and it be. has been, and Michael, It has been for you all week, and I'm glad we're finishing the week on this theme. And I hear you, and I've always heard you, and I understand why. And it does feel like we're too cavalier, and we agree on this in our society. We're too cavalier throwing around just mental health, not to mention mental health. What does that even mean? Like, I have talked to people who actually have diagnosed conditions that they're navigating who are offended by the term mental health because it's so broad, It's just, it does, it doesn't, it's, it's not specific. It's like a a huge tent, mental health, it's a huge tent, just mental health. Well, I was like, well, if you just say health, you know, we say physical health. What does that mean? That could be everything from, I got a heart issue. I got a kidney issue. I got, you know, I got a back issue. I got, I got, what is it? Mental health. I mean, it's just anyway. So I hear you that it feels like, and a lot of people struggle with this. And I know that you've been more black and white than I have all week. When it comes to Antonio Brown in particular, it's like, how many excuses are we going to make for this man? Because as much as we point to the bucks and the, um, the Raiders and the Patriots for enabling him by giving him more chances, at least they were doing it with an end game in mind. At least they were benefiting from his talent. What's our excuse for excusing his bad behavior? But yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I'm 100% yeah. in agree with you, in agreement with you. I'm 100% in agreement with you that just throwing around mental health it does a disservice to people who are actually navigating those struggles. However, we are still learning how to have this conversation, and this week in particular was an exercise for all of us in how to have compassion towards somebody. Who probably doesn't deserve it and who doesn't fit the dictionary definition of somebody struggling with mental health. Just because Antonio Brown's not at a press conference crying. Just because Antonio Brown hasn't, you know, has, we haven't seen his diagnosis doesn't mean that there's not something going on and it doesn't have to be one or the other. He could, like you said earlier in the show, he can be a clown. He can be a jerk, but maybe the source of him being a clown and a jerk is some issue, underlying issue, or maybe that underlying issue is exasperating his clown and jerk behavior. So maybe it's all as simple as he's happy when things are going his way, he's happy when he's getting his money, he's happy when he's getting the foot, not getting the football. And the moment he is not getting those things, he goes off, and absolutely right Michael, as is their right Bruce Arians tells him where to go because we got a business to run here. We got a job to do here and you're in the way of that right now, Antonio. And then he goes off the deep end. My only point that I've ever tried to get across to you this week is that the Buccaneers like the Patriots and Raiders before them knew what they were getting into when they got in bed with him. Again and again, same way he got in bed with the OnlyFans model. Same way he got in bed with the toilet liquor. They knew they were getting in, the ba- in yeah. bed with somebody who, at a moment's notice, could go off the deep end. He did. You know what's amazing to me? And 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 it ends the way it always does with him, badly. What's amazing to you?
4: Yeah, and you you took me down that road. I, I'm going to go to my second point and then go back to my first point. But since you already led yep. us there, you talked about uh, the Buccaneers, the Raiders, and the Patriots. Let's go to the first stop. How long was he a Steeler? Was it seven years?
2: I think it was longer it, than that. It may have been. Was it eight? I'll tell you in a second. Seven or eight years. I think it was longer than that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right so, now. I can tell you right now.
4: I don't know if. Go if ahead. Mike Tomlin has been a coach of the year. Has he? If he's ever won coach of the year?
2: Retroactively, he should. <laughs> let's, let's retroactively wow. vote for Mike Tomlin for for coach of the year. <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin
4: should be coach <laughs> of the year. That organization. Like
2: in, in kept, perpetuity, <laughs> kept Antonio
4: Brown. One, two. I'll tell you. One, two, three, four. It's got
2: to be eight. One, seven or eight. two, three, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Nine years of wow. Steeler from two thousand ten to two thousand eighteen. Nine seasons he was a That's Pittsburgh Steeler.
4: Unbelievable! Isn't it unbelievable? It's unbelievable. It's, they it's, were able. It says it says unbelievable Antonio that they Brown. managed
2: him for nine years as the numbers that he put up while he was there. His numbers were mind blowing, and, and looking back, it's mind blowing that it didn't go worse than it did um, in Pittsburgh. But, ma- so but maybe it got a worse that, as it went along. But, Mike, maybe it got worse as it went along. You know, always and the more find we got a way, Mike, chances. Yeah.
4: You know this. Always find a way to, uh, to, to praise Mike Tomlin. So, this is, <laughs> in praise of Mike Tomlin once again, the, the guy, we talked about it earlier this week has never had a losing record as a head coach, and it goes deeper than that. And, and Antonio Brown, and others, there are others. And this is one of the things, I'm not making a, a Mike Tomlin. This is yeah, not Antonio, Tomlin Ben, and
2: Le'Veon Bell. I know they're all different people, but Antonio, yeah. Ben, and Le'Veon Bell in the same auto. And that's just on offense. But Tomlin,
4: <laughs> Tomlin sometimes is criticized. He's sometimes criticized for these guys, you know, off the field, doing all this stuff. But the, the fact that you could take All these uh, different personalities bring them to Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin, and he can get production out of them. Now he can't. It's not a miracle worker. At some point, the the shelf life says, "Okay, it's time to eject." And the eject moment came for the Steelers, and they moved on. But look what the other organizations have done with Antonio Brown, and then compare that to what the Steelers did with them. But my first point is uh, that's one of them. My other point is: should we always go there now in sports? So you made the excellent point that we're learning to talk about mental health when something happens in another sport baseball football hoops if something happens do we go to mental health first before we criticize is that is
2: Perhaps, that is that the new move because sports commentary michael, i don't michael i don't know about you well first of all everybody should be seeing a therapist i procrastinated on doing it i don't know about you but i have my own again sorry for the broad terminology own mental health struggles. Do they manifest themselves? Yes. Do they manifest themselves in ways that are unproductive? I don't believe they do. So what I'm what I'm saying is all of us are dealing with our mental health on some level or another all of us. So maybe the answer is yes that we need to consider it even more frequently than we do, but at the same time not use it as a crutch not make excuses not use it as a catch-all, not let people avoid accountability by using mental health. And as far as this situation is concerned, I think the Uber driver, what people say in private is way more important than what they say in public. I think the Uber driver is probably the best source of this whole thing. Uber driver is
4: the best source.
2: No, but I'm saying, because at the end of the day, it all popped off because he wasn't getting the football after he asked them to guarantee his money for his incentives. What happened after that? could have a whole lot of things to do with with, with, it could be a whole lot of reasons why but at the root of it as it typically is with wide receivers and particularly Antonio Brown follow the money money. follow the targets so hey we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but yo you're right man I think we might have to start looking at somebody's emotional well-being when something goes goes left Man, oh man, what a night in New York. I mean, the only thing that was missing in the garden was Antonio Brown courtside. I mean, Evan 48 (laughs) went for 42. R.J. Barrett banked in a buzzer beater. The Knicks came back from 25 points down. Okay? And by the way, and you know this, Michael. I'm not telling you nothing. You don't already know. This was the fourth time Boston has given up a comeback of at least 19 points and lost the game this season. No other team has done that more than twice this season. Um, The last time the Knicks had a a buzzer beater um, was 2006. And I'm going to tell you exactly who it was. Um, First game-winning buzzer beater at MSG, I beg your pardon, since David Lee in 2006. David Lee! And entering the night, the Knicks were one and 229 when trailing by 25 or more points in a game in the last 25 seasons one time in the last 25 seasons had they won trailing by 25 or more in a game and they did so last night thanks to RJ Barrett's buzzer beater buzzer beating bank shot but that wasn't the big story the big story was uh, the homie Julius Randle deciding to take a page out of the New York Mets book and give booing that, New York because fans because that
4: works so well because that worked so that, well right for that, hobby that, or that, went, that
2: went over that went over quite well right give booing New York's fans a thumbs down and then while they were down 25, fans, Knicks fans were booing and the struggling Julius Randle gave him the thumbs down. Asked afterward what that meant, he said it meant shut the f up. So I'm going to shut the F up, Michael, and get your thoughts on this. <laughs> uh,
4: there it is. Here it is right there, Javier Baez. <laughs> All right, look, let's start let's start from the top. And I'll tell you, the New York Knicks may not have believed before last night that they could come back from a 25-point deficit. And I would say to them, you haven't met the 2021-22 Boston Celtics. Because when you play the Celtics, they don't believe they can hold on to a lead. And everybody who plays them can see it in their eyes. They did this on Christmas Day against Milwaukee. They've done this, as you referenced, they've done this uh, several times this year. They are not a team that can hold a lead. They can get out to a lead. They're a little bit of a front-running team. But they don't hold it. Stay tuned, because we got part two tomorrow. Knicks and Celtics played again, play again on Saturday. Saturday, January 8th, uh, for those of you watching this late, uh, January 8th, Knicks-Celtics play again. So that's one. Uh, two, Julius Randle uh, should talk to my friend Terry Francona. So Terry Francona, uh, manager of the Cleveland, Cleveland Indians, World Series, two-time Guardians. World Series manager. <laughs> Cleveland Guardians. The, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. The Cleveland Guardians now. The Cleveland Guardians. How about that? Uh, formerly uh, manager of the Cleveland Indians, uh, formerly manager of the Boston Red Sox. He used to say this because he used to get all kinds of email. People would send him stuff, whether it was a, uh, a Harvard professor or or somebody just passing through town. He got all kinds of email that said all sorts of rude things to him and about him. Right. And he would say, you can't have this kind of passion Talking about the investment in the Boston Red Sox without dealing with some of this too, he said they're connected. Mm -hmm. connected. So when you're doing well, (laughs) hey hey, my my life is good. I get paid more than I should get paid. I get I get credit. I get more credit than I should get. My life is good as manager of the Boston Red Sox because people are involved. But when things start to go south, I hear from a lot of different people. And I think that's yeah. a very simple way. It's not just a Boston story. That's a story of sports. It's a life story. Especially or a life story. Especially sure. in New York. I because I, yes. I was watching this game last night with Oni, and and Mike, you've been to Madison Square Garden. I've been to Madison Square Garden. I said to her, I want to go there with you. I just want you to experience the atmosphere, the circus, the the pageantry, the the big oh, event, yeah. the big yeah. event vibe oh, of. Of Madison Square Man. Garden and I shouldn't have said that because my wife also likes to shop. <laughs> so being in New York, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that was a smart idea. But anyway, uh, the point is it's a great atmosphere. And no, you can't no and like it's it. New York. It's New York City yeah. expectation. Yeah. They people don't there's no filter. They don't hold back. They like they love you. They tell you they love you. They don't like you. They, they, they tell you they don't like you. There's no passive aggressiveness. There's no I wonder how they feel. It is right in your face and that is the beauty of New York and, and, and a lot of cities on the East Coast Philly, Boston uh, are, are are similar. So Julius Randle should know better man. That's my that, b-
2: bottom line. Well, he, well he's he not well, he's better. not new to New York. Well he's not new what's to New getting, York. What's he getting out Javi, of this? Baez, getting out Javi of this? Baez at least had an excuse even though he came from Chicago. Javi Baez was new to New York and new to the Mets. Toxicity. Okay. Yeah. Or just last just I'm, right, I'm not well, even well, saying well, well, it's well, toxic. But, well, but I'm saying the Mets are, were a whole different type of circus last year. The Mets. Yeah, the Mets. Um, yeah, the Mets. I'm talking to but, but last year, pre-playoffs, Julius Randle was a god in New York. He could do yes. no wrong in New York. So just like they boo you, they will hoist you on their shoulders like yes. no other yes. fan base will. Yes. And That's he got right. an ex- right. he struggled in the playoffs but got an extension out of it. He's struggling this year. The, the 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 funny part about him telling Knicks fans that were booing him to to shut the f up is that they cussing him out all the time anyway. So they, their feelings ain't hurt. You know, they're not hurt because they're probably saying worse about him. He just can't hear it
0: specifically.
2: So they're like, you know, I mean, you know, that's kind of that's the relationship. You know, like we we yeah. we, we fuss and we fight and we do the other you know, thing, you know, that starts with the same yeah. letter afterward. You know what I mean? That's just yeah, that. That's, right. that's their love language, right? So point being is that Knicks fans don't care. If you give them the thumbs down, if that gets you to play better, they went home happy last night. They didn't lose any sleep over Julius Randle being in his feelings about giving them a thumbs down. It's not going to go over well. If you don't play better, if you play better, it will be forgotten. If, if, you play, if you play better, you will right. never be forgotten in New York. And, and certain people ain't built for it. Because the thing I never understood about booing, if we're talking about the psychology of sports and mental health and all that kind of stuff, let's, let's, get, let's get a little a layer deeper if we can. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Just a little layer deeper. Because, I mean, look, and, and listen, man, I have no clue what it's like to try to perform on a stage in front of millions and, and put a ball in the basket. I've had millions of people watch me. I've had hundreds of right. thousands of people watch me, but I've never performed, you know, like these athletes. So I would never suggest that I'm right. on their level in terms of fame and therefore scrutiny mm-hmm. scrutiny. However, however, at 42 years old now. My skin has gotten progressively thicker. It wasn't always thick, but it's gotten progressively thicker when I realize this speaks to what you were talking about with Terry Franco a second ago when I realize that any time Anybody takes time out of their day. Our most precious resource is time because there ain't no way of making it back. Ain't no way of recouping it. Anybody takes time out of their day not only to watch what I do and what we do, Michael Holly, but to respond to it positively, negatively, indifferently. I'm flattered. It means you cared enough. When somebody is booing you, if your home fans are booing you, they want you to be better and they're and they frustrated think and, they think they're, they think and they're think they trying to bring out the best. It's tough. Love is all it is. Yeah. Hate ain't nothing but love in reverse. Booing ain't nothing but cheering backwards. That's all it is. Because when you go on the road, players say all the time, oh, I love the road crowd booing me because you know that it's flattering it means that they care enough about you to try to get it to your head, and there's nothing better than silencing them. Likewise, those Knicks fans are booing you, brother, because they just want what's best for you. They just want what's best for them, and they know you're better than that. So don't tell them to shut yeah. the F up, because, and maybe, and maybe you're not built for it. I, I'm not going to say he's not built for it. I think he is built for it. Dude played in Kentucky, for crying out loud. I don't want to do that and say, oh, some people ain't built for this. He's built for it. I think right. there's being built for it. There's, built, there's being built to withstand... Markets like Boston and New York and Philadelphia and Chicago and L.A. And then there is embracing those environments. And it's like, man, I think, turn that front upside yeah. down. Embrace this environment and know that it's all love. At the end of the day, it's all love.
4: You, you know what, man? I, I think um, and I think that's part of it. Like I just said, like, like you just said, New York, Chicago, L.A., like some of these big markets you do have to be prepared for it, but I think it may maybe even goes deeper than this too. It may be perspective. You know, I'm on, I'm, on the, I'm on sabbatical right now, Mike. I'm on leave from teaching, got a lot of things going on. So I think every now and then I think, all right, when I, when I go back to teaching, what are some of the things I wanna to communicate to the next generation of storytellers that I've learned from and that I didn't know when I was 20, 21 years old? And one of the things, especially for those who are interested in sports, one of the things I want to tell them is you've got to have the right perspective and you've got to have the right approach to criticism because what they haven't, what what a lot of them don't know is the volume and the, and and sometimes the brutality. I use that word intentionally, the brutality of the criticism that they will get. Sometimes people are really, really nasty with their Mm -hmm. feedback you think you're talking Mm. about one thing you're talking about basketball and they come in and they talk about something that is not even has nothing to do with your main point. Uh, It's a personal attack or they accuse you of something else. And I, and I feel like a lot of people aren't just aren't, they're not ready to be criticized. Mm. That sounds great, but not ready for that or they don't think that they should be. And see, I think that's where Julius Randle is going. It's not a New York thing. Because listen to his comments, his comments. He says, hey, I know the game. Mm-hmm. So I know the game. Why am I being criticized by people who don't know the game? Well, sorry. Sorry, that, right. that, that's the deal. Once again, it's all part of the empire. That is the NBA. This is how it all works. And so if you are only going to, if we're only going to reduce this, this whole thing to this club, to people who play the game and know the game, Maybe you don't have sure. as many fans watching you.
2: No, maybe your you salary.
4: Maybe maybe <laughs> right. your salary is not as big as it is.
2: It just so comes with the territory. It,
4: it, it's like it's like a, a chef saying, how, how can somebody criticize my food? They don't know how to cook. No, right. But they're coming, to,
0: they're,
4: coming <laughs> they're coming to get yours to your restaurant. Yes. yes.
2: Hey, hey how, filmmaker,
6: how can you
4: criticize this? How could you criticize this great Marvel a movie? You've never made a film. I know. But I'm sitting here and I, I would expect rather, a certain type of performance. I guess I, if,
2: I'm, if I'm Julius Randle, and again, easy for me to say but if I'm Julius Randle or anybody else, I'd much rather play somewhere where they care than where they don't, than, than, than where they don't. So you're sitting yeah. somewhere and it's quiet, or nobody's watching your games, or nobody's invested in your games. Is that better? Let me ask you I'd much rather right be booed by question. my home fans. And they have, they, they, I, I was told a long time ago, irrelevance is the enemy. Indifference is the worst thing people can feel about I you. agree. Let me ask you a real, 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 real quick question. Yep. Why are
4: you wearing that hat? Why you got the hat
2: on today? You got a bad haircut? Did you go see? You get a bad uh, haircut? I mean, I, I mean, I need a haircut, but I mean, I just thought it, it I'm trying to coordinate. Trying to coordinate. Oh, it, and it's, it's a snow day. Coordinate. You know, it's like gray. Did you shovel today? Gray. You shovel? Man, I ain't shoveled in shovel. so long. That's what I, that's what I got but kids it's for. That is Bruh, it's great you make, exercise. You make, you, make it, you make kids to shovel snow and to get the remote <laughs> when you don't feel like getting up to get it. That's the purpose of having children.
4: Oh, my goodness. I hope they're not listening. Are they listening?
2: They, are, they I'm sorry, already Mason. know. I, ain't t- I don't say nothing on the show that they don't already know. But I ain't Mason, told them already. I'm sorry.
6: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.
2: But it was amazing to have him out there. I mean, I just missed his presence around locker room, his energy, his vibe around the team. Um, And then on top, I mean, his, his game is just so beautiful. You know, makes the game so much easier for
0: everybody out there. Um, and it was amazing to see him um, out on the
2: floor again. The crowd showed him so much love. Uh, teammates, you know, um, just the game of basketball is happy to have him back. Man, I'm, I'm just taking it one day at a time. You know, like I said, uh, you know, earlier in the season, it just it's
0: not an ideal situation. And I'm always praying um, that things get figured out and we're able to come to some collective agreement Uh, whether it be uh, with
2: the league uh, or or just things that's going on that could help kind of ease what what we're all dealing with, you know, with COVID and the vaccine. I think everybody's feeling it. So I don't want to make it simply about me and simply about, uh, you know, someone lessening the rules for me. I I just, I I know that I know what the consequences were. I still know what they are. Um, But right now I'm just going to take it one day at a time, like I said, and just enjoy this time that I get to play with my guys and, you know, however it looks later in the season and, and we'll uh, address it then.
1: So there's still a possibility.
2: There's still a possibility. Huh? Still a possibility oh, come on, mean. man. Don't
5: hang on to me.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it, uh, it feels like it's been as long that we've talked to Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports as it was since we saw Kyrie Irving play basketball. Like, it feels like forever since we have seen you, Vinny. Like, it's so good to see you, brother. Been a long it time. Is. Happy New Year! I don't know what your cutoff is, but Happy New Year! But we're weekend. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah, absolutely. Happy holiday. Yes. Happy
4: Kwanzaa. Happy holiday. I mean, yeah. Thanksgiving. Man, Have Christmas. we seen you since Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving it feels like forever.
2: Know. Feels like forever. What's going on? So, what's going on in the fifth yeah. floor, man? You ain't, I, you I, ain't I, been around. I can't
0: believe I can't believe y'all comparing me to Kyrie Irving. Like what a way! No, to No, I just mean length of back. time.
2: I just I (laughs) like I chose not not to come to work. You know what I mean? Okay, fair enough. Well, I guess that dovetails right into the question. Um, Well, a a two-part question and you take it where you want to go one deep down weren't you happy to see him back on the court the other night? But two, we know Giannis is probable for tonight's game in Brooklyn, but we know that Kyrie Will not be participating because we know his situation. He will not be a part of the latest Bucks Nets meeting tonight at the Barclays. Center. Tomorrow night, I beg your pardon. Uh, is it tonight or tomorrow night? It's tonight. I thought it was it's tonight. tonight. It's to, Yeah, it's tonight. Yes, today's Friday, right? It's tonight. Yes, it is. He will not be right. a part of it's that's no yeah, day. He, he will not be that's no day. He, he will not be well. a part of the game tonight. So, a, aren't you happy to see him back? Deep down, b. Can this arrangement work in the long term?
0: I think as a fan of basketball, you're always encouraged to see someone return back to being, you know, being the artist that they are. Right. Like Kyrie Irving as a singular basketball player is one of the best one on one guys we've ever seen. Now, we don't know how that works in a team construct. We don't know how that works. As far as with this Brooklyn Nets team, you know, he's probably missed more games than he's played but collected every single dollar that he's been owed. But I don't know if it should be celebrated. Like, let's be perfectly honest. I don't think – it's not like that, he, that some stand has been taken or been removed. This is a marriage of convenience to this point. If Kevin Durant were not playing 40 minutes tonight last month and James Harden was looking like a shell of himself – they wouldn't be the discussion about allowing Kyrie Irving back to play because the Nets wouldn't feel like they needed him. So I don't know if it necessarily should be celebrated, but maybe from an entertainment value standpoint, sure. And you asked me, could this work? I told y'all this can't work. Remember, I'm, here's the thing. I'm not Michael Holly. I'm not changing my mind. When I say something, I stick to it. I said, once this whole thing happened, you can X the Brooklyn Nets out of the championship conversation because I did not believe that James Harden and Kevin Durant were enough. Now, if you would have said that James Harden was an MVP version of himself, maybe so, but he looks like he looks like a guy that is a a 85 to 90 percent version of himself not the MVP type of ball player that he is. So, no, I don't think it can work. I've never seen it work. We don't have precedence for dysfunction in this way of of basically excuse truancy working. Yeah, it can work in January because it's January. Talk to me in June.
2: Michael, I know you want to clap back, but but let me follow up real quick. Okay. No, I was, you don't I, think
4: I, I necessarily want to clap back. I don't want to clap back. I just want to say I, I don't think Vinny should be bragging about his inflexibility. That's all. I, I mean that's that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, like,
2: <laughs> Vinny. You're right. Um but this is what I and maybe I'm being a naive optimist, which um, I tend to be. Um I believe that Kyrie comes around. He put it all, he put it off on everybody else. Like hey, you know, hopefully they figure something out because I ain't getting the shot, so hopefully this mandate gets lifted that we're all sick of, right? I find it hard to believe that as stubborn as Kyrie is, and maybe I'm underselling or underestimating just how stubborn and dug in he is, that when the stakes get higher, you're right, hey, just talk to you in June. When we get there, the stakes get higher. Is Kyrie really going to sit out uh, home games when the championship's on the line? I think he ends up getting the shot. Or am I tripping?
0: You're assuming that the Brooklyn Nets get out of the second round without Kyrie Irving. That it goes that far. Like who said? Well, even before they,
2: that. If, even before that. I'm not. Even, I'm not saying it comes out to the finals and he gets the shot. Even I'm before, the post- before, time. Time. before the playoff. Before the postseason. Yeah, like like playoff like, time when he next week he gets time. How about next week? Yeah, Maybe I just can't see week. him saying, you know what, good luck. You know, I'll see y'all on the road and when it's the playoffs. You know.
0: Have y'all been watching the same Kyrie Irving that I've been watching for his entire professional life? Or is this some new dude that has just emerged like I don't I don't know. And I, maybe I'm tripping here. Maybe as the young person here. I'm tripping but the Kyrie
2: Irving you're that not that young. To... <laughs> 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 Like waiting crashers. We're not that young. I mean like let's not overstate this Vinny.
0: Okay.
5: <laughs> I am still you're over in my 30s. Bro
2: you're over <laughs> you over 30. But
0: I'm still in my 40s. But you're closer to 40 then you're on the 30s. Hey, lower your tone. Yeah. Lower your tone. Watch your tone. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I don't I don't see Kyrie Irving having all of a sudden like Kyrie Irving's pride and everything that he holds dear to me means much more from where I sit. That means much more to him. His principle, uh, contrarian without a cause, whatever his mental cause is or whatever he convinces himself that his cause is, I don't see him doing this for Kevin Durant. I don't see him doing this for the entire operation that he brought together. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know what you guys see. Like, the process of him maybe taking the vaccine and then being cleared and everything else, it sounds like he wants to put the onus on the NBA, which is saying, you know what, hey, if you're asymptomatic, you know, you can play. And I can see that happening for the NBA down the line, especially as you head towards the playoffs and the six-month cycle that we'll be in starts to wear off where players will become maybe a little more susceptible to catching it, even if they are vaxxed and boosted, I can see the league saying, you know what, if you're vaxxed and you're boosted, then you know what, as long as you're not showing symptoms, you can play. And I can see Kyrie Irving wanting that to be bent a little bit more to, hey, I caught it. And I'm still fine as long as I'm tested every day. That's what I think Kyrie Irving is. But that ain't happening. That doesn't
2: matter to New York. But that doesn't matter okay. to New York though. That's the that's an NBA thing. New York ain't been in. You know, they'll they'll Novak Djokovic. Him, they're not gonna say, okay, well, you can play in games and everybody else can't go in the buildings. The mandate in New yes. York is the issue.
0: We're assuming logic. Why are you applying logic to Kyrie Irving? Why are you applying logic? and facts and
2: law and mandates no, to Kyrie no, Irving, I'm you, not. A, I'm not, not. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. Even if Kyrie Irving wants the NBA to adjust its policies for him, New York is not going to adjust its policies for him. Right. I, I'm not looking at uh, Kyrie's logic. I agree with you. I'm telling you what I think that he's going to think.
0: He can sure. think okay. all of those yeah. things yeah. and think that he yeah. doesn't have to get, vac- You know, vaccinated. He can say yeah. that. You know what you know, people have gotten vaccinated and boosted and still have caught it and everything else. So maybe we should lift these things. I think that's what he's referring to as opposed
2: to people can people can evolve. Even Kyrie Irving, man. Like I think circumstances, I know we gotta move on, but circumstances, it could evolve. And Michael, you said this. Like Michael is taking I'm not alone, Michael is taking him at his word saying it's a process. Vinny, I'll tell you this, you write about his pride. You write about he can save face. Because come playoff time, if Kyrie Irving says, I gather more facts as if any more facts have presented themselves, I gather more facts, I came around, and my process led me to getting the shot, it's not like he said, I'll never get the shot. He, he, said, I'm, he said, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, even though his behavior contradicts that. Right. He can still right. get the shot, and nobody's going to say, oh, man, you a sellout. Oh, you came into the man like, nah. He got a job to do, and that job requires him to get the shot. So it's not that I'm appealing to his logic. I'm just wondering if his loyalty to his teammates will supersede his principle. Maybe, maybe not. You might be 100% right, and a leopard can't change his spots or stripes or whatever it is that they have. So you might be right. You might be right.
0: The best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. We can
2: move on. That's a great great way to tag that. Um, It wasn't but a couple of days ago we saw a report out of New York uh, or I think it might have bleached what I don't remember where it was that the Knicks might be aggressive at the trade deadline. Um, they just signed Julius Randle to an extension, but he didn't, he didn't exactly endear himself, himself excuse me, to Knicks fans last night. Michael and I already talked about it. We waited on, on uh, you know, like, look, it's New York. What do you expect? You know, would you want it any other way? Your take on Julius Randle's reaction to the fans booing him, giving them thumbs down, telling him to shut the F up. Slash, <laughs> do they need to figure out? You, you see how hard that is for me not to just slip up and do that, right, Mike? Yes,
4: slash. you never. had to
2: go real
4: slow. I right These are the first time, this show is probably the first time in your life that you've said shut the F up because you just, you, you just said it lo- real First time that thing, I can
2: remember. First time that I can remember. Because uh, I don't know
4: if you remember, used to just say, say this phrase, you used to say shut what they call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yes. then you finish it up. Yes. Okay. It could. It could Julius Randle potentially. It could Julius Randle potentially be somebody uh, that the Knicks move uh, as they try to, you know, get o- get over this hump, get past five hundred.
0: Nah, I don't think so. In part okay. because I think that Tom Thibodeau has a lot of sway in that organization, and I think that he never is a guy who abandons his best player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, think about all the stuff that was going on with Jimmy Butler in Minnesota a couple years back, and he had Carl Townsend and Andrew Wiggins there, and Jimmy was doing all the stuff that he was doing, and Tip still wanted to make that relationship work. And Julius Randle was no that nowhere near that type of distraction. I think as far as the fans booing thing, look, the fans are, especially in New York, especially at Madison Square Garden, where there's an enormous level of expectation, especially this year, especially of how thirsty they were last year and how disappointing that playoff series was against Atlanta. There was expectations coming in. And Julius Randle, for the most part of this year, has looked like the Julius Randle under David Fisdale, a guy who was doing a little too much dribbling, a little too much out-of-control basketball playing, who didn't necessarily sort of stay inside the box. And they are a little frustrated with it. And I don't think that last night, was the first time that Nick fans have been frustrated with him. I think a lot of times when fans boo players, especially at home, you guys know this. It's an accumulative effect. It's almost like mm-hmm. le- it's al- it's almost like leaving your spouse. It's like you know what? The first night you don't cook, that's okay. <laughs> the first right. not the first month you don't cook. Not nah, look, man. We are gonna have to yeah, do something yeah. about
2: this. Yeah. And
0: you get the bite. I've
2: been biting my tongue. Why don't you cook?
0: Why don't <laughs> you there, cook? I, yeah. I, look, I've never You're lived with too. a woman. I don't know exactly how these conversations work, but I do know the relationship between fans and what they perceive to be underwhelming players, and I think to some degree, whether it's been, I want to say the coddling of athletes, but I think in terms of being more empathetic towards athletes especially in the past few years as we've embraced the mental health conversation and we've had to watch rightfully watch our language about how we talk about athletes and not refer to them as like cattle or nameless and faces without emotions i do think there has to, there has been an expectation of the pendulum swinging on the other side of they don't have to be accountable if fans are kind of upset with them now if you're playing hard and you're just not making shots that's one thing but if you're making bad decisions, the paying customer has the right to boo. I don't know about y'all, but I've left some bad movies by some good actors that I've seen. I didn't boo because they couldn't hear. But if I could boo, <laughs> I would have booed at a concert. You would. Yeah. But,
2: but but wait, I gotta I gotta I gotta do this against maybe against my better judgment because we got so many NBA topics we're gonna talk about. Michael, please indulge Uh-oh. me. How old are you, Vinny? I don't you know, am. He playing I am game. older see,
0: than I am. I am see, older see, than, see, than wait, thirty-five. Come
2: on. Okay. Okay, see, you're thirty-something. Fine. Okay, whatever. You ain't never shacked up, like ever. Like that was that was pretty revealing. You just slid that in there. Like, wow, it's inter- I mean, nope. You never got to a point, really. That's wow. I'm a, That's it. I'm a, I'm a middle
0: child, for one, so I like my space. And hmm. during those periods where maybe something could have happened, I was not being. Uh, I would not
2: being right. Okay, good to uh, just, just curious. I, see, I, I, I had, was like, see, so somebody, somebody left their toothbrush. Somebody left their toothbrush at your crib. Okay, <laughs> you ain't gonna tell me that oh, now. Oh, maybe you were like me because when I was, because you know, because I didn't want to live in sin, right? You know what I'm saying? But I, I had an apartment that I was paying rent to, but I was, for all intents and purposes, living with my future no, miss no, no, You no, know, so no, I can, no, I could no. have it both ways. I, no, Benny, I'm as your like attorney.
4: That. As your attorney?
0: No, no,
2: I'll
4: say this.
0: I'll I'll say this, and I will leave this to your own devices. There was an incident where shampoo was replaced with nair, and I was like, you know what? This ain't for me.
2: Okay. All right. Save us, Mike. Go ahead and save us. Go ahead and save us. Move on. Move on to the topic. Move on the topic. Move on to the topic. Save us for myself.
4: Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. Um, I was going to ask you, since we're talking about Julius Randle, and this is not my main point. I just want to point this out, Michael Smith, that um, Julius Randle used to play in New Orleans. Yes, you know who did. his teammates were in New Orleans? Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. So when people say oh. Anthony Davis never really had teammates, he had Julius Randle <laughs> giving you 20 points a game and Drew Holiday. So let's just stop yeah, with 20, that. Anyway, okay. uh, the, the, reason, the reason I'm asking you about this, though, um, Uh, Vinny, it's because New Orleans, I'm looking at the situation, Zion and his rehab, and you see that there's that story. He hasn't played yet this year, yet the guy drafted right behind him has become a superstar. Did you ever have a thought, was it it anybody you talked to ever seriously say, you know what? New Orleans should draft John Morant over Zion Williamson, or is that just retroactively, we're making this thing makes sense because Zion Williamson is dealing with all these injuries.
0: No, no, no. There's always going to be a couple of evaluators who have no skin in the game, who have picks like 25 to 30, that are willing to say, you know what, if I had the first pick and I was in their shoes, I would have done that. And then you tell them that they're full of it because you know that they wouldn't. Even if their logic is sound and it turns out to be as such, you know, the politics dictated that Zion Williamson was going to be the number one pick. You here's an, I, I almost compare it to Detroit taking Kay Cunningham this year, even though Evan Mobley could very well turn out to be Tim Duncan. You can fail with the consensus and not lose your job. If you fail by taking a risk or trying to get cute, you're going to get fired. And there's nothing, there's no player on any level, especially one that's 6'2", six, 6'3", that you would take a, above a guy who's six seven, who could be Charles Barkley, who could be some combination of that. I don't think that even in hindsight, anybody would be too confident in it. Now, if you would have said that Russell, that, that John ja Morant would have been like, you know, if Russell Westbrook played a little bit more under control and had a better jump shot and was be extremely durable and everything else, yeah, maybe that's something that you consider. But I'll tell you this, guys, the clock is ticking on Zion Williamson not just playing the game this year, but playing the game in New Orleans, period. Yeah, they got to pay him in all season, right? He's up for his restricted free agency year. So if they don't pay him before October, he's going to go into restricted free agency, and that's just going to be ugly in itself. Like, why would you not, in theory, on its face pay a guy who averages 26 and seven and shoots 60% true shooting percentage. And I put him on my all team last year. Like, I, I'm not saying that Zion Williamson isn't worth it, but I am saying when you add up everything and you create this picture, you can understand why the new Orleans, you know, this new Orleans franchise that does not, you know, that is not in an abundance of cash that they have to have some questions about the future of that organization With Zion, the other question is, is David Griffin going to be around? Are you going to have front office changes after this year? And if someone new comes in, I don't know if they're going to try to piss off Zion Williamson by not giving him his money and saying you're going to have to prove it. Because sometimes when you ask a player to prove it, he takes his jersey off and runs through uh, MetLife Stadium. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I actually, I love that question, Michael, Um, because I'll ask you this. From what you is, we're talking about him, so it's not out of sight, out of mind. But while he's hurt and rehabbing, Ja Morant is ascending into superstardom, having taken a team to the playoffs last year. So it's yeah. somewhat unfair. Yeah. But having said that, we have seen uh, glimpses, stretches of pure brilliance from Zion Williamson. So I ask you this: I ask both y'all this. A healthy Zion at his best, at least that we've seen, versus Ja Morant, what we're seeing, mm. which would you rather? Okay, I'll say it to this point.
0: Last year, I put Zion on my third team. 26-7 and seven in a losing situation, and I caught a little bit of wreck for that because people said, how can you put him on that? He didn't play enough games. His team didn't win enough games. The Blah, 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 blah. This year, you got to consider putting Ja Morant on your first or second team as far as, you know, guards. So it's I won't say it's not that much difference, but I will say usually big wins. Like if all things are created equal, big wins. But Ja has such a profound effect on winning to where he fits right in with that Memphis team and he doesn't have to take up all the oxygen and that team can be tough and gritty and he fits right in. We don't know what Zion looks like in a winning situation, what that looks like around him, who he's playing yeah. with. Like you can look at the numbers and everything else and project and you probably be right. But with J- with Ja, we know that he can play big time, winning playoff style basketball because Memphis plays 82 playoff games. They just play it in the regular season, so they so with their style of play, so it's not like you have to worry about them and that style of play translating to the playoffs. you can see it doing that now with Zion there's just too many questions even with his performance being as such, you just don't know how much it translates to big time winning
4: you know what Mike it's a great question, and I got to tell you Zion has already proven me wrong because i my bias I have a bias against like Listed at six six, six seven power players who are really like six mm. four, six five. Mm. And I generally think they don't translate to the pros. Now uh, Vinny mentioned him, Charles Barkley. Charles, Bar- Charles,
2: Bar- Charles Barkley was better. That's not Zion though. I mean, no. Zion, yeah. Zion's not but, short. But, he's not no he's not, he's not short. Generously but, yeah.
4: But like he's six, six, six and he's six
2: Yeah, He's about six. Six six, six
4: yeah. and big. So before yeah. the even before I knew about the injuries, I'd say, "Is that guy is that sustainable?" Now I didn't think he'd mm-hmm. go, come in and dominate like he did. So now I know he can play. My question is, is he is he a ten year, ten to twelve year player playing the way mm-hmm, he does? The longevity with, yeah. with with the girth that he has, whereas John Morant is. So I, if I had to yeah. look at it now, yeah, I, I got the benefit of of hindsight and yeah. all that stuff. I go with John. I go with John. I give him the edge over Zion. Yeah.
2: Well, I think we all unanimous in just hoping that Zion gets back on the court. Hopefully it's New Orleans and we you know, see that it, uh, you know, finish out. If not, somewhere else, and just be healthy. And it's not turn into, you know, I'm gonna go extreme. Hopefully this does not turn into Odin Durant. You know, where it made all the sense in the world at the draft, and then because of injuries, we just never saw how brilliant he could have been while the other guy becomes transcendent and all-time well, well, great. Well, I know. will
0: say this. Think about the Joel Embiid you see now, and remember that it took him two years to get on the floor, and that's that he only example. played yeah. 31 games in his third year, and then he's still, still ascended really and games. everything else. So let's not write the book. let's not finish the book on Zion just yet.
2: That's right. That's a great that's a great way to uh, close the book on another. I don't even know what you call this segment. It's all, it's all you never know what you're gonna get when we get any goodwill together with us. It's, it's goodwill for. Feel good. I'll different know. directions.
0: I'll I'll tell y'all about the hair and the shampoo in the in a group chat.
2: Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. We, we already know to to watch you with hot mics. We learned that earlier before we came yeah. on the show. In know, that same watch, group watch chat. Watch what Benny's gonna say.
4: Yeah, in that same group chat, we'll talk about not making eye contact.
2: No, <laughs> hey, yeah. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo, you, come on, what the hell? That completely undermines the purpose of not. This dude, man, can't take him nowhere. <laughs> no home training no
6: home training i don't know what you're talking about what are you talking about <laughs> want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com meet treadwell your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle get your best match in one minute or less with treadwell by discount tire All right, Mike, Uh, what a
4: week it was for Kevin Porter Jr. and Kevin Kevin Porter Jr. Commentary. Now, a Wizards announcer, after Kevin Porter Jr. made a winning shot to beat the Wizards, he made some reference to Porter knowing how to pull the trigger just like his father. He said, the announcer did, the announcer said he mistook his father for the former wizard, Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter was was the assist guy. He still may hold the team record for assists in a game. He may have had like 28, 29 assists in a game back in the day. But that's not the same Kevin Porter. That's not his dad. And so it really came off as a tasteless reference, a very crude, uh, mean-spirited reference. The announcer says, it was something i i should have known i thought he was kevin porter's son glenn concert gave this please allow me to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to kevin porter Jr. His family and the rockets organization comments i made last night's game mistakenly thought that kevin was the son of former washington player kevin porter i not the words i chose to describe his game-winning shot would be in any way hurtful or insensitive i reached out to kevin and uh you know basically offered his apology by the way it's the same kevin porter jr who got himself in trouble with Houston because he would not go back into a game. Uh, He had had a disagreement with John Lucas, Lucas, assistant coach, and he left the arena. So this is all in the past week. So that happened. The, The announcer, Kevin Porter Jr., disagreement with the assistant coach. Then here comes LeBron James. We have LeBron James. We have LeBron James's Uh, uh, Instagram. LeBron James gets involved in this story. Look at this. LeBron says, oh, he thought this was cool, huh? Nah, we ain't going for this. Sorry, but this ain't going to fly. How insistent can you be to say something like this? Beat it, man. I pray for you, but there's no place in our beautiful game for you.
2: All right. Before before you you go in, before you go in, Yeah. before you go in, So I believe this is just today because I'm looking at um, an article from an hour ago. I I believe that LeBron, I believe LeBron said this today. LeBron had more to say today. He said, I stand by my tweet and I stand by everything I said. After pointing out that Porter Jr. was born in 2000 when Kevin Porter was already 50 years old. He said, quote, I'm not a play-by-play person, and analyst, but I believe that they do their due diligence as well when they get their reports. If that's the case, if I'm a play-by-play announcer and I'm covering a team, my local team, in this case, he's covering the Wizards. So he remembers that Kevin Porter used to play for the Bullets, correct? The first thing I would have done, I would have said Kevin Porter Jr. is coming into town. Let me see if that's his son. I would have did that due diligence way before. And I think everyone on this call would have done the same thing. You okay, were saying.
4: look. The, 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 okay, sure. Sure. It was it was a a really it was a big mistake It was a bad mistake. From the play-by-play guy who is usually usually not their TV. He's usually not the TV guy. He usually does radio. He's done like five or He does like five or six TV games a year, but he's usually the radio guy and he is now put into this slot on TV. It happens throughout the league. Sometimes your, your regular TV, your play-by-play guy's not available. Somebody on your radio team comes in and fills the slot. We, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. The point is, he made a mistake. Now, this LeBron, LeBron is talking about him doing his due diligence. Did LeBron do his due diligence and find out about this broadcaster? Some broadcasters are sloppy. Some broadcasters are mean spirited and it's a long time coming when they make mistakes and people come for them. Hey, this is only a matter of time. You've done a lot of thing, a lot of evil stuff over the years. And now here comes the reckoning. <clears throat> Thank God. Yeah. But does yeah. LeBron know about him? Did LeBron look him up? So to call for somebody's job and then to say they're lying without knowing what their story is, knowing their background, I think is reckless. And maybe. to call for, to, maybe, no, it is. I, I can't call for your right, job. Your opinion. <laughs> okay, Mike, Mike. I mean, okay, in other words, yeah, okay, ahead. well, let me yeah. say this. LeBron James makes one misstep. So the, the next mm-hmm. misstep he makes, I just say, hey, this go nuclear. It, the next mistake somebody makes, and then the Lakers, the Lakers play-by-play person makes a mistake,
2: and it's a bad one. Just fire them. They gotta well, what's go. What's the mistake? Well, what's the mistake? We see Okay, okay, okay. okay. If you're, Let's if talk you're, about li- this your litmus test, let's talk wait, about this. But if mistake. your litmus test, if your litmus test for firing somebody is a track record of saying or doing the wrong things, then a lot of people would not get fired. There are people who have what's been fired LeBron's? for saying the wrong thing. But just generally speaking, there are no, people right, who have been fired for saying the wrong thing who don't have a record. He might be full of it. But here's the thing. But let, but so could this the announcer a, and this is, by the way, the announcer can I just could say be this, just even without a body of work. The announcer could be full of it. Because there are a lot might, of announcers he, that you, a you lot of announcers of that try to do not necessarily. Okay, I don't know to do. But there are a lot of announcers who try to be funny you guys, I got sources who go. To, I got okay. Yeah, that's, this, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Wait, your source is about what? His history my, about him.
4: Yeah, my, my sources about this broadcaster is that he is that that's Michael, not his game,
2: but Michael that doesn't but look, mean, but here's maybe what,
4: okay, but but this is what I've done.
2: You know what I've done. I've tried to find out some information about the broadcaster and LeBron you, James. You've athlete. been a reporter. Exactly. And I understand your frustration, but what I'm trying to say to you is and by the way, I believe even though I'm just seeing it. I think LeBron may have said this yesterday. Regardless, he stood by what he said, just for a little housekeeping there. But even just what I just did. Okay, even what I just did. Exactly. But you know how OCD I am about details. You know how much sleep I lose at night when I make even the smallest mistakes. I hate mistakes. I hate not being thorough. I hate not paying attention to detail. So what LeBron said about you should have done your homework is 100% correct. It's 100% correct be better. Do your job better. So when LeBron has LeBron ever not done his homework. Has LeBron ever gotten it wrong? See, like probably, but has he gotten it wrong in a situation where a young man's father died. And I I don't want to mess up the details died by gun violence after having killed somebody else. The, right. the stakes yes. are higher here. The stakes are higher yes, here. The stakes are, and so it looks the stakes are So higher. this mistake is more costly. All I'm saying is, Michael, all I'm saying without knowing the announcer and without having done the reporting that you have done into the announcer's background, I'm saying two things. One, just because he's never done it doesn't mean he's not capable of doing it. That's one. Right. Two, That's true. That's fair. a lot of announcers go too far and they try to be cute. And they try to be funny. Yes. And they say things that get them in trouble. So, what's more likely given this announcer's uh, uh, experience and professionalism? Is it more likely that he just assumed that, okay, he got the same name as another black dude that used to play here, so it must be his dad? And so, uh, and then he didn't do his homework, or that he was trying to get cute and got called on it because of all the phrasings you could have used to connect Kevin Porter Jr. To the other Kevin Porter that used to play for that franchise, it just so happened to say that he pulled the trigger? All the parlance you could have said? He pulled the trigger? You could have said a lot of different things.
6: You could have said a lot of
2: different things. It's too close to home. It literally is too close to home. So I'm not saying that the announcer intentionally made a rude and crude reference to the to Kevin Porter Jr.'s real father. I don't know that. But what I'm saying is, people got a right to be pissed off, way. and you telling me that hey, he ain't never yeah. done nothing like this before is not a reason for me to look the other way.
4: Okay, no, 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 don't look I, the other
2: I'd rather just take him at his. i rather just take word that no. it was a mistake. I don't they, say they go based the on the fact, oh, he's never done it. What? Well, but you're saying he's never done it, so there's no way he would do it.
4: No, no, he could still do it. I say never, th- th- I said never, th- never said th- I didn't say there's no way.
2: I didn't say there's no way. You said look at his track record. You say no way. I said look at his Look at his body. His body of work. And His people with pristine bodies here. of work, people with, yes, in terms of credibility, Sometimes. but people with pristine but, bodies but of work we, have screwed sure, up too. Sure, but why do
4: we, but, but here's my problem. Here's my, I, I got a couple of problems here and, and I, I'm going to get to them. So, so my, my first problem is the assumption, the assumption that, that he is just wrong. Like LeBron keeps saying, well, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Hey, LeBron, you know what I would, you know what I would welcome and anybody covering the NBA would welcome a phone call from you. So ask him if you're that invested oh, yeah. in it. Ask him.
2: Ask him. Do hey what, man, what were you doing? Do what you do. What you said he should have done, and report. Right.
4: I got But you. here's the here's I my big. You. But here's the bigger problem. The bigger problem is the platform that LeBron James has. At one point, now I haven't checked it. I think he he's up there now. He's got to be. At one point. LeBron James had had more Twitter followers than the president of the United States. LeBron James has a huge platform. And you know what I don't like. I don't like bullies. I don't like bullies. So when a when a millionaire on the verge of a billionaire calls for the job of somebody who is just grinding mm-hmm. that just I just, that just I just feel some kind of way about that. It's, what a terrible way to use your platform. Okay, so you you don't know anything. You got this story. You saw the story on Twitter. You now you just inject yourself. You just jump Jumping all up, up the in there. Rope. Now yeah. you're calling for the yeah. man's all, job all up in the cool. And and you don't know and what the don't hell the you're flavor. talking about?
2: Yeah, all right. Listen, that is that's the world we live in and the and these people because LeBron's a little younger than us. Not by much. You're a little younger than me. These people grow up on social media and a lot of times approach social media as if they're just regular people. They don't, they aren't often enough mindful of how many people follow them. Some people will, and there's a term for it that's escaping me, but some people will intentionally send their followers okay. and in order to here? harass people. So yeah, I mean, and I, I'm we... with you on that because those stakes are high, but nonetheless, it was in poor taste. Go ahead, and, last and word listen, before we go to break. Can we take, can we take it here? Uh, yeah. Some folks have been critical
4: of LeBron's stance on China.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah a lot of things. Yeah, he's not—he's not, and, he's not perfect. So, he is, the king and, and, is not right. without his
4: flaws. And is that a bigger deal in, 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 on a world stage? What his his silence in some cases when it comes to China is mm-hmm. his, his mm-hmm. willingness to look the other way there. Is that a bigger deal than this mistake?
2: But this—but this, but this is what you're choosing, yes. it, 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 and this is what Come he chooses on. to put his muscle behind. In fairness, he's also extremely invested in the NBA. And he, and, he, and he tweets about all things basketball. I hear your frustration. I understand it. But that doesn't mean that, again, as I'm fond of saying, or maybe I say it too much, more than one thing can't be true. This dude might have just been out of pocket. Might have just been out of pocket. Yeah, he and been. I, and he when might've. it listen, and I'm not saying, I'm not living in a glass house throwing bricks. Do your homework. I hate messing up. I hate it. I ain't mispronouncing things. I ain't getting stats wrong. I ain't getting names wrong because that's our job to know those things. It's our that's job. Right. And he messed yes. up in a way that he wasn't cute. It was way too had a to really, He Had
4: a really, really, really yes. bad day at work. Really which bad day. Which
2: is nothing compared to what Kevin Porter Jr. has been through. All right. We're going to talk about somebody with a great body of work before we leave this show today.
6: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.
1: They call me Mr. Tibbs. It's maybe the most memorable line from an iconic career spanning more than half a century. One that made Sidney Poitier among Hollywood's most revered actors. Born in Miami, but raised in the Bahamas, Poitiers moved back to the U.S. as a teenager.
2: No, I was right. I know I was right. I've got to prove
1: it. His big screen debut came in No Way Out in 1950. It launched a series of roles noted for their cultural impact during a time when America started confronting racial divisions. 20 long years on a chain gang. Starring opposite Tony Curtis in The Defiant Ones, Poitiers was nominated for his first Academy Award in 1958.
2: He didn't say anything to me by sending me any place. I was just passing by.
1: Six years later, he made history, becoming the first Black Academy Award winner for Best Actor in Lilies of the Field. More iconic roles followed, playing Virgil Tibbs in the heat of the night, a sophisticated big city detective investigating a murder in the rural South.
2: Though we had Black detectives
0: in pretty much every city in the country, We had not had that kind of representation on the screen, and I was very proud to be there doing it.
1: Other landmark roles in the 60s shined a light on racial inequality. All I want is to make a future for this family. Including A Raisin in the Sun and the groundbreaking Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I fell in love with your daughter. Storing opposite Spencer Tracy and Katharine Hepburn. Ah! (laughs) Poitier showed his versatility in Hollywood as well, acting in comedies and directing nearly a dozen movies.
2: That's right, we're bad
1: including Stir Crazy with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. He also served as Bahamian ambassador to Japan from 1997 to 2007. And in 2009, President Obama awarded Portier the Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor. Sidney Portier, an actor who broke down barriers and forever changed Hollywood, his art, advancing the cause of equality. Mark Barker, NBC News.
2: Rest in peace, rest in power to the one and only Sidney Poitier who has passed on at the age of 94 years old. Michael, uh, the tributes are endless. His impact, his influence, limitless and perhaps immeasurable. I mean, the word Titan, icon, and trailblazer were reserved for Sidney Poitier. And so uh, I, I underwent a wardrobe change here, Michael, because... I didn't feel comfortable talking about Sidney Poitier looking any kind of way that man embodied style grace class dignity uh, and you and I can't go a conversation without quoting a movie. Hell, we don't go a day Michael without quoting training day. And when Denzel Washington won the Oscar for best actor in 2002 for his role in Training yep. Day, that was the first time since Sydney in 1964, for his role in 1963's Lilies of the Field. I was I grew up on Sydney 48. I watched Me too. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and A Raisin in the Sun and Bucking the Preacher and Uptown Saturday Night um, and um, in the heat of the night, of course, with my grandparents. Everything. Yes, there. The, yes. This, in, this industry and this, this entertainment industry and the actors that we enjoy so much. Would not be if not for Sydney Portier.
4: Change the Man, world. Man, I tell you. You know I'm a crier. I look. Do, I, do, I look, do I look
2: Oscar worthy? Do I look Oscar? Because I, I had you. to represent for him. I had to represent for him. Hey, hey hey, look at this. I you you know I'm
4: a crier and that wardrobe change that you made uh brought me to the verge of tears because it is it is indicative of the way you feel about Sydney Portier and the way I feel about him. The way I feel about a lot of things is that, that all of us, all of us who have achieved a little bit of something have done it because people before us kind of were the weight-bearing <laughs> instruments there who, yeah. who allowed us, they gave us a push, they gave us a platform, and they made it a little bit easier for, for us to do what we love to do. And Sidney Poitier, uh, mm-hmm. he was there. He was the man for the assignments. The assignments that he got, they right. weren't coincidental. There's something yeah. about his power, something about his grace, something about as his that. presence. Yes. Right? He was called I mean, for such a time it, as Ben. <laughs> it wasn't, right. It wasn't just anybody. Yeah. It, it wasn't just yeah. anybody who could have played that role. Hey, if Sidney Poitier hadn't done that, this person would have been great for it. No. And I love what he said there in that clip of about hey there were detect there were black detectives around the country but we didn't have representation he was talking about representation there and i love one i also love one of the social media clips that we just uh we just showed a lot of people talk about martin luther king in 1963 in the march on washington but he had evolved beyond that before his death in april 1968 he organized a poor people's Campaign. And that was that was going to be his next move. He was talking about poverty in the country and jobs. And so Sidney Portier was a part of that, along with Harry yeah, Belafonte and a lot of other right. uh, actors and activists who really were about it. So he, he, was, Poitier, he was, not, you without you his he he was got, not without
2: critics. He was not without his critics in his time. He wasn't everybody's cup of tea uh, for a number of reasons, but his impact was undeniable. Rest in peace and no power question. Sidney Portier.